Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ryan Holtz Show episode 16 and because we're going to be talking about uh, Gary Vaynerchuk we might have to say, Glenn, the show. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Glenn Zubia Jr. Uh, he is an influencer, graphic designer, and an e-commerce merchant from El Paso, Texas. What up, Texas? My goodness, with all the hurricanes and stuff, it's been, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, many prayers and thoughts go out to that. Um, but uh, Glenn's best known for his YouTube channel, Hustler Hacks, which has generated over 30,000 subscribers. And 3 million views. After graduating from college in 2009, Glenn went to work as a full-time graphic designer, but struggled to make minimum payments on his debts. Oh, yes. that's Entrepreneurship usually thrives from that. With over $50,000 of combined student loan, car loan, and credit card debt, he knew it was time for a big change. He began buying items at thrift stores and garage sales to resell on sites like eBay and Amazon. In about a year... Income from his side hustle, quote-unquote, had surpassed his salary. His story has been published in popular websites such as U.S. News and World Report and Clark.com. Glenn has sold products on various platforms, including eBay, Etsy, Fulfillment, and blah, blah, blah. It's going to all be in the show notes. Glenn, welcome to the show, my friend. Wow, what an intro. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's the way Ryan does it. That's what I like. I like well, those long intros. You know what? I, and I like the intro. Um, I think your your story is is uh, is really compelling. And you know, thanks again for uh, for coming on the show. I mean, I oh, literally thanks for having me. I don't even know. I came across you. I'm in Canada, um, okay. but I, I do follow Gary Gary Vaynerchuk's channel, and it's uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I emailed Gary about f- I would have to say four or five years ago when I, before I started my own company, I was working at the dealership and he got back to me. But anyways, that, you know, there's a long story behind that. And you know, I watch his channel from time to time. And then all of a sudden I seen there was this $10,000, um, you know, little, uh, little challenge kind of thing that was set up. And, uh, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm watching one, two videos. And then all of a sudden I'm checking out Glenn and what Glenn, <laughs> I got to give you props, man, because before I even caught you on that channel, I was mm-hmm. Googling about like e-commerce selling, eBay selling. I think there's another guy like eBay Kirk. There's another, there's an, there's a few, you know, kind of influencers in that whole e-commerce selling uh, ecosystem. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you came up and the one thing I really loved about you. And I know, again, it's, it's, you're building value. It's kind of that five jabs and a, and a right hook is, you know, your videos were all about trying to help other people um, sell on that. So uh, before we get into everything, man, what do you want to say? And uh, how are you? I'm doing good. And thanks for having me on the show. I'm super, super pumped. I'm so glad you asked me. So 
Um, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like we're going to have a lot of good content for this show. We're going to have great content. And, you know, we got some talking points here and, and whatnot. And um, but anyways, I, I, I remember when I was watching uh, the video because you kind of did like a little vlog, uh, little mm-hmm, vlog mm-hmm. style video. I think the one thing that really, you know, I really like you. I've never met you in person, but, you know, through the screen, I, I call it that like mental ownership, kind of that digital kind of that digital EQ, you know, emotional intelligence. Yeah. But you basically said, yo, you know, my, my wife and I were going to go and buy, I don't know if it was a new car or, or down payment on a house or something like that. But you basically said, I took $10,000 of that money and said, I want to reinvest it back into myself. Exactly. Yeah. Talk about and I, that. And, and props to your <laughs> wife. That's support, man. That and it's support. <laughs> I know. That's why I love her so much because she just, you know, she supports me in everything that I want to do. And she totally understands, you know, making these trips. And I've gone to different places lately, Dallas and Seattle, uh, different conferences and trying to get some speaking um, opportunities out there, too. And she's been totally supportive about it. And this one was more of like a no brainer. I mean, she totally understood where I was coming from. And I figured, you know, why not learn from someone that has already done it like Gary and and, you know, I guess in right now with Internet, there's so many, you know, uh, people that pretend they know everything. They know what's going on. But Gary has proven it. He knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about. So when the opportunity came up, I mean, it was just like a no brainer for me to really reinvest this money. Well, and, and that's, you know, that's a good point you make. And uh, I mean, how do you go about kind of, you know, filtering out, you know, the trenches of, you know, the con artists on, in, on the internet, and there's a lot of them. And then the people that are actually, I call it like the con artists. And then I call it like the con artists, like, like subtle con artists, meaning like, you know, they're kind of like, well, I don't want to sell you anything. And they're trying to give you value, but you, all they're trying to do is sell you something. And then you got the, <laughs> the genuine people that are like, you know, I want to sell you some stuff. And I also want to help you along the way, which I have no problem. Everybody has to make a dollar. And you know, yeah. that's where the authenticity comes in. So what about Gary? Like, and I mean, I, you know, I follow his stuff. I'm familiar with him. What, what about him for you though? And I know we could go to Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and, you know, eBay challenges and all that. And, he, and there's a million reasons why you'd like him, but what, what, what's one thing that resonated for you based on your own personal situation that you felt, look, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to, you know, get a 10 times return on it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for me, what I mean, what Gary brings is, I mean, he just attracts attention. And that was like my biggest thing. You know, how do you bring in uh, eyeballs and people to pay attention to you, your channel, your brand? Um, you know, right now, there's so much going on on the Internet. And Gary has done that. And, and at the same time, I really wanted to get into like public speaking, getting my name out there, going to different events. And that was one of the main things that I talked to Gary about was that and and, you know, during our event, he talked and sat with us for quite a while, you know, while after or oh, during lunch and everything. And that was one of the main things that, that I wanted to talk to him is just, you know, getting attention and and eventually doing more speaking events and and, you know, kind of like what he did and, and what kind of advice he could give me. So that's that's really what what brought me in as far as like taking my brand, um, you know, on, on a different direction, really growing it. Well, and I think I think that's pretty cool. I, I did see the video there and. You know, I gotta, I gotta give you props. You took the ten thousand dollars and you ran with it because, man, you were asking loads of questions. And I think you guys <laughs> were sitting in the boardroom there around a table or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? 
because yeah. I could hear mm-hmm. I, I could hear while it was being filmed you were you were on the mic and killing it. So you, you know your wife's probably <laughs> like, listen, man, you're taking ten thousand dollars. You better make sure you, it's worth it. You know. So, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so you wanted to kind of expose your brand through public speaking. Why? Why do you? Why did you think? Like, why do you think that venue is so important to to kind of generating awareness for you? Well, one of the main reasons why I wanted to really boost up my my YouTube channel. Well, actually, before getting into that, I started the YouTube channel because I found success reselling, and I wanted to help others that were also in student loan debt. You know, and that's what I like about you too, Ryan. Is you're not you're not one of these college guys because you know for sure we're not college guys going to support it. Obviously, I mean, I do have an education, but I would probably, I mean, I would give totally different advice now about going to college, but that's a totally different subject. Anyway, um, I really wanted to help those people that they were in a similar situation as me, looking to see how they could bring in more money, side hustles, paying off student loans. And I thought this was really going to be important for me because eventually I do want to travel and go to these places to give talks, especially with, you know, students right now in college and how important it is to know uh, how much you owe after this. Uh, what are you going to do after college? Are you going to start your, you know, your brand? You should start building your brand, you know, right now in college. I know it's tough with, you know, homework and projects and everything, but trying to give advice too on, on seeing what people want to do and just taking it a totally different way. Because I remember I was promised all these different things in college and, and it just, totally was not like that <laughs> yeah yeah you know what though i mean and i know you don't you're not too aware of kind of my background but you know my whole mandate my thesis literally is um you know i come from very humble beginnings and mm-hmm. you know huge sports background sports really kind of football for me was huge it saved my life i got a scholarship and mm-hmm. you know really kind of gave me my mom passed away at a, a young age which was a single mom and but, you know, still, you know, took me up until I was 13 years old, gave me really good fundamentals in terms mm-hmm. of work and just ethics and things like that. And, you know, I, I love her for that. And she's my number one fan always. But, you know, I, I really feel that when you like here in Canada, I, I don't know if you guys call, but, you know, grade seven to nine for us, at junior high and then grade 10 to 12 is is high school. We, we mm-hmm. say that. And, you know, just the way a teacher told me once and I do speak at a lot of schools, a teacher told me. Ryan, there's no difference when you graduate high school, you're like literally like a car part in a factory. And I was just like, interesting. You got your student (laughs) ID number and you're a car part that just got pushed through the assembly line. And now you're, you know, got, you're supposed to be a good girl or a good boy or whatever you are and go to post-secondary or college. And then you're get that piece of paper and then you're going to be shown the world. And my friends and I mean, anybody out there, listen, post-secondary in, in college is a business, mm-hmm. you know, front and center. And I feel that the world is all we've been really molded to think, you know, almost one way. And we have to go down this path and down this path and down this path. And it's complete yeah. BS. It yeah. really <laughs> is complete BS. So you have to kind of take your own destiny into your own hands and think, hey, you know, what do I want to do and where do I go? And I know, again, you know, Gary says that a lot. You know, he says, hey, self-awareness and Mm self-awareness is is the ticker. So, I mean, for you, was there kind of a light bulb moment where you said, I don't know, like I'm going down this path and this is not going to bring me to where I want (laughs) to go, either where I want to go or, you know, in terms of the timeline that you gave yourself. Was there a moment? Yeah. 
Yeah, there was definitely a moment to where, well, of course, financial wise, it was definitely a huge moment because <laughs> I was I was drowning in these loans and I was like, how am I going to do this? Like this, I mean, it really started to build up and I was, you know, I got that that salary job that, you know, students want right after college. I got that job. I was a graphic designer and then eventually yeah. I moved up to a marketing coordinator. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was just, oh man, I was working hard. I was putting in a lot of hours and... Um, I was like, man, I really need to find something else to not only help me mentally go through some different things to kind of like, you know, uh, have some different goals and and mindset and everything. But to get me out of this financial, I don't know, I was just in this different rut right now. And it, I was struggling to kind of save up like five hundred dollars was like hard for me to get. And because I was paying like the student loans, car loans, yep. a credit card, which I was paying books. I mean, I owed so much money in books still. Yeah. And I was like, man, how am I going to do this? And and um, I, I had sold on eBay a little bit before, but I wasn't totally serious about it. And I had a friend in high school and he was going to get married soon. And he was like, have you ever thought about going to garage sales and selling stuff? He was a little bit into eBay too. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just start going to garage sales at 5 a.m. this Saturday? And he's like, yeah, let's go. He needed money. I needed money. And, and we started it and we started going every single Saturday. And Jeez. and I just, I loved it. And he loved it. We just kept going and going and going and it just kept growing and eventually, yeah, I mean, that that money, that side hustle was more than I was making at this, at, you know, at the university I was working at. And I was like, yeah, I know it's time. If I'm going to put in so many man hours into something, it needs to be for myself and for my own brand and to grow that rather than something else that I don't really believe in. When did you start your YouTube channel? Uh, so I started about like six years ago, I think. And then I kind of gave up on it because I was like, I had slow internet. It was taking me forever to upload. <laughs> and I was like, man, this, this sucks. And I was like, what do I, what am I going to do now? Like I started making a couple of videos here and there and I was like, uh, it's, it was kind of growing. I think even at that time I had like maybe like 2000 subscribers or something. So it was somewhat growing. And then I just kind of stopped and I started focusing more on, on this side hustle part because I wasn't really doing any of that yet. Yeah, and yeah. and it was kind of, you know, a lot to balance. And I was like, well, I really need to focus here. I need to pay off these loans. I really need to do this. And then when I was done, then I went back into the YouTube channel. I changed the name yeah. uh, to Hustler Hacks. And I was like, now I'm going to start this brand. I have a story to tell. And I really think I can help people um, now that I've been through it. And that's that's really what happened after that. And are you quite because I was looking at like, are, are, are you on LinkedIn as Glenn? Um, I am mostly because I had uh, some stuff for the family business, sure. but I really don't check it too much. Sure. Um, I think mostly like on Instagram and um, and YouTube is probably the ones I use the most. Yeah, you do. And then and then I guess, too, like so. So you started, you know, basically, I mean, great businesses are started off of a need. Right. And, and you need <laughs> yeah. to get out of debt. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that 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 gives you some uh, a sense of motivation. But again, a lot of people out there, especially if you're going to go talk to college students and things like that, you know, people always say, like, even even for myself. Right. So so I this is I'm 33 years old now. Mm-hmm. This is the second in the last 11 years, 10 years, sorry, I've only been employed by an employer for one year. So I sold my first company, was really good, worked for a dealership, uh, did some really cool things. Short story on that dealership is we became the first dealership ever to be featured alongside Barack Obama by Twitter. And that nice. kind of gave me a lot of press. So yeah. then I, I I transferred over into my own company called Ryan Holtz Marketing. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because people said, why did you call it? Ryan Holtz marketing. And why didn't you call it like maybe some fancy name or something like that? 
And, you know, I, I do live by one thing. And I think that, you know, people should never go out and work for their first name. Always work for your last name. So my last yeah. name is, is five letters and it means the world to me. You know, my son has that name. My wife has that name. But I wanted to always make my company feel that you could just say, hey, Ryan, how's it going? There wasn't a lot of there's not a lot of bureaucracy. There's You don't have to go through a lot of channels. Uh, mm-hmm. People message me directly. I reach out to them directly. And I've really managed to maintain this business. And, you know, it's went from, you know, doing good to it's amazing. You know, we're full yeah. and, in capacity, but it's Reinhold's marketing. So for you, have you ever battled with, you got Glenn Zubia and then you mm-hmm. got Hustler Hacks. I love Hustler Hacks, but Hustler Hacks is irrelevant because Glenn's what puts the Hustler into hacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so you are the brand. At the end of the day, you are the brand. So your brand yeah. name might change. Hustler Hacks could be changed, but it's always going to be Glenn Zubia Jr. Who's, mm-hmm. who's, who's the man. You're the brand. Yeah. So have you thought of that? Um, I've thought about that too. And, and, um, some people, <laughs> it is kind of funny though, on, on maybe the way they, they ask me questions or if they see me or they ask me stuff, Mr. Hacks, sometimes <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I guess, cause I wanted to kind of build a brand off of that. And I felt like if it was something kind of catchy, I mean, my name sometimes isn't like hard to I don't know, it isn't really that easy to pronounce sometimes. And then not only that, my dad has, of course, I'm junior, so my dad has the same name. Sure. So then locally, sometimes, even with the family business, they're like, who am I talking to? You know, junior or senior or something? Yeah. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to come up with something kind of catchy, and I'm going to build up the brand through, you know, social media and sure. Instagram and YouTube and, and call it Hustler Hacks. And eventually kind of like branch off into other things related to money saving, money making, uh, motivational type of things. And... And that's really what I really want to take it to, and it's getting there. But um, that was kind of like my, my vision, I guess, when I when I came up with the name. So what? So <laughs> so you went to and met Gary. What when when was that around again? Sorry, I can't really remember. What month um, would that have been? That's a good question. Even I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't remember when that video was. I mean, I know it wasn't a long time ago, but I know yeah. it was, it's been a little bit, right? Yeah, I think it's probably like a three months ago. I think yeah. it's when the video came out. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. So meeting, so you know, Glenn Hustler Hacks then says, "Okay, I'm taking ten thousand. I'm going to go meet Gary." What has been an immediate change since you actually walked in there and went through that experience that you you without a doubt say? wow, you know, literally like overnight, this is what's changed for me. Well, I guess for me, it would be just what it takes to, you know, bring in attention and, and, and figure out how to bring in eyes and everything. I've seen, I mean, a lot of growth from my channel. I think during, even during that time, I was at like 20,000 subs and now I'm like at 32,000 subs and it's growing a lot more. And I figured out just some things and ha- some ways to be different that I think sure. maybe I didn't really think about before. On Such how as to- what? Like, give me, give me an example. Well, like I, I, I've noticed that on YouTube, a lot of people are really doing a lot more live videos. YouTube loves live yeah. and they're really, really pushing for that. And I've noticed that a lot of people aren't really kind of figuring how to be creative on it. They're just kind of 
doing a live show. Cool. I'll talk to the audience for an hour. Um, I can put in some ads, throw some ads in there in the middle, and then I'm done. Yeah. And in my end, I was like, how do I be different? What can I do? So I started doing like teaser trailers. I started doing like uh, I have a new thing that is going to come out kind of like a mini series oh. on my channel. Yeah. So it's going to be some of these episodes are like 40 minutes long. Uh, me and another friend, uh, Ken, and we went out to different cities to go find stuff to resell um, for eBay and Amazon. So I was like, you know, well, everybody's kind of stuck doing the live stuff. I want to do some trailers. I want to do something different. I want to do a mini series and do my own, you know, my own thing on the channel instead of just kind of being the same like everybody else. So that some social media things that I think even on Instagram too, that, that really helped me just kind of grow. And I, I started to do like small little snippets of video, you know, 15 second video, 30 second video and things that didn't take me very long to do, yeah. but things I didn't really think about uh, before I went in and to really see the numbers and to see what kind of, what people are looking at on Instagram and Facebook. And they broke all of that stuff down. Um, you know, when I was talking to Gary, I have like a full binder of like 300 pages to kind of go through to look for uh for resources but um that was probably the biggest thing for me and 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 it's gonna take time i understand that but i'm extremely patient and i love doing you know all of these uh, i guess doing all the platforms everything that i'm doing right now now would you consider yourself because obviously you know again you've you've put in a lot of effort into yourself and your personal brand and invested back in yourself a lot of people out there, they have that, you know, fear to, I mean, to either run a podcast or to open up a YouTube channel or to be on live video or to stand up and speak. I mean, these are all like huge fear factors for the average person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. were you somebody that came out of the gate, you know, you were born and Glenn was like a showman or is this, <laughs> or were you shy at first or is this something you've learned how to cultivate or is this a natural it factor for you? Like how, how did you, how are you just this? I mean, you know, it's funny, too, because I think, you know, I'm still, well, you're, you're, how old are you, 31, 30? 31, uh-huh, 31. 31. So, so me and you are con- considered kind of like older millennials now, right? If yeah. We hit that <laughs> yeah. 35 age bracket. But mm-hmm. I think what's, what shocks me is I, I hold myself to a level that is like out of this world because I still meet people our age who are living at like their mom's house and they're like, I know. <laughs> they're doing nothing. Like they're, you know, they're paying rent and, and, and whatnot. You know what I mean? And. For me, you know, I think the light bulb moment for me was if I go back years ago, 21 years old, I'll never forget this. Um, mm-hmm. In between seasons, I, I had a job and I was actually worked in insurance and I'm, I was making literally $31,000 a year and I worked my butt off in this job and I knew mm-hmm. I was going to get my year end review and my boss looked at me at the time and this statement just it makes me just crazy talking about it <laughs> i mean i already start sweating you know i'm irritation the boss you know but anyways 21 years old year end review comes and he says i really loved your work ryan i'm going to increase your salary from 31 to 33,000 holy <laughs> smoke $2,000 <laughs> You know, and that, that doesn't even take into consideration uh, inflation. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, so I was just like, "What the hell?" That was my light bulb moment, and yeah, I literally sat down and I crunched the numbers and I said, "Okay, what's my goal?" It literally would have took, taken me till I was about 59 years old working at a job. I hit that goal by the time I was 27 years old, six oh, years later. Man. Now, yes, people always that- talk about that. But yeah. when I tell like it, you, you have to be obsessed with success. Like 
you have to be obsessed with under, like you know the journey and the work and the and the work habit you know and and just kind of implementing those things daily for you so for you you already you have that clearly uh is there is there is there something that you don't reveal to the general your general audience that you know is something that is kind of holds you back or something you have to fight through on a day-to-day basis because we all see the YouTube, we see the hustle yeah. hacks, we see the humor, we see the fun, we see the work ethic, but what's the what's the dirt? Like, we're, we're, what's on the flip side of all that? <laughs> uh, I just try to be as open as, and honest as possible because, I mean, of course, you're going to get, like, internet trolls, you're going to get random comments, mm-hmm. you're going to get all this stuff thrown at you, and I just, I if I put myself out there, I just figure, you know what, I'm giving honest advice, and there's a lot of people, too, that... I met them in person and they're like, man, I really feel like I already know you. Not only from just watching your channel, but just meeting you in person, you're the exact same way you are in the Uh channel. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be anybody else. I don't know how to be anybody else. So I was like, so that's exactly what I want it to be. It's just authentic. Uh, I am who I am. And and meeting everybody in person is, is really, really cool. And it's just, it's crazy when you really sit and talk to people and you get to hear the impact you've made on their lives. And that's, that really changes things for me. I mean, that's better than any of the money that I've made, um, you know, even getting a degree. I love hearing people succeed from my advice or channel or words. That's, that's huge. It's something that not a lot of people get to experience. Well, you know, and I think that's kind of the, the key, the key there, you know, and I mean, you're transparent and yeah, you're just, you're just somebody that's like, you know, you have that personal touch to you, even on your YouTube channel and stuff like there's some, mm-hmm. you know, you, I mean, you obviously got the Casey Neistat's and you got the, you know, I mean, oh, there's so many like great YouTubers out there, but there's a lot of YouTubers that, you know, get some serious, serious view viewership and they, it's too scripted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, like yeah. Phil, what is it? Philip DeFranco or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, he, he's somebody that goes out and he's got his whole little studio there. Um, Casey Neistat, I love because I feel like it's not scripted at all. Um, yeah, totally. Gary Vaynerchuk, not scripted at all. I mean, he's he literally, you know, and it seems that that vlog has opened up doors for him because would you say, you know, watching him and kind of, you know, following him and then actually meeting him in person, he was almost off, like identical. Oh yeah, definitely. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the small, loud little man that you know and love. How, so. tall, yeah, how tall is he, by the way? I was wondering uh, that. Yeah, I think I'm like five, nine. So he's maybe like five, six. Seven, five, really? six. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not super tall at all. So, and and he's super thin. Obviously, he's different from the fat Gary that people <laughs> make fun of. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally different from the fat Gary. He's totally in shape now. Uh, but his personality and being loud and everything that you know—that's exactly how it is in real life. <laughs> so, from that whole experience, what would you say? Like. Just something that's, you know, yeah, meeting him, you got some good value and all these things. I know you, I know you have to watch kind of what you say and whatnot, but, you know, is there one thing that you just kind of like stood out or one or two things that you just, even if like when you went home and you said to your wife, like, and your wife obviously said like, how was it? Was there any yeah. like weird things that you just kind of pointed out that she would have said like, oh, I wasn't expecting that or really? That's what you noticed? Like, was there any kind of like, like interesting, you know, moments? Um, I guess oh, that's the only bad thing too, because I get I get so many people that want to ask me certain questions. I can only say like so much yep. because I sign like three waivers. Yep. But <laughs> but as far as like I know the attention thing for one. Um, number two is just seeing like just how hard his 
you know, his, his company, everyone in the, in the, in the company that works for him, like D rock, man, they do amazing stuff for him. That's, I mean, it's crazy. They're quick. They're fast. They know what they're doing. Um, you're talking about people that are clearly with him and his vision. They trust yeah. in him. Yeah. And those things are like, wow, like this is, um, you know, this is what it's supposed to feel like. And, and when you work for somebody and totally going back to like your story of making like 31,000, that's almost exactly what happened with me. Unfortunately, when you were 21, um, I was making that same amount of money years later, still at 31,000. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So forget about inflation stuff, but almost the exact same thing happened to me when I was like, you know, I was going to get a raise and I got that 2% raise oh. and I'm like, man, like how long is this, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? How long does this take? What's going on? Now, once I got like a fourth manager, you know, I had like my fourth boss now, I was like, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. You know, I'm not going to be following another person, listening to another person, how to do stuff and finding, you know, all these people in command and everything. Um, that was also, of course, like a light bulb, like you talked about. Um, but sorry to go back. Uh, Gary V, as far as like thing, that thing goes, um, his workers, how they trust in him, that was like a huge, huge thing. And to really see what a leader is supposed to look and feel like, I didn't really feel like I had that in certain places that I've worked too. you know, and and the sense of like direction and trust and, and people. And at the same time, I was like, man, how many people work here? Like <laughs> there's like two full floors of, of workers. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how do you how do you manage all these people? And, and, and everyone just has like that same vision and trust. And mm. of course not everybody wants to build their own brand, but if they certainly wanted to, I mean, Gary supports them in anything that they want to do. And, and, uh, a lot of people that you see in there, in his uh, vlog, I was able to meet them and they were just totally what you would see in, in his vlog too. So really just authentic the same way. Did you find any kind of, uh, what about because he, he even says a lot. I mean, he says a lot and he talks about how people say, you know, he's he's a, like a polarizing personality. And, you know, but, you know, you can tell like he's always he's all about giving. Did you sense any kind of um, arrogance at all within his staff or agency or because I always say like it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's ones and twos in life. Right. So it's like, you know, one, you're running it right. And two, maybe you're you're a really good, like, you know, second person, you're second at bat. But sometimes I find like the lower down the totem pole, like you'll get somebody that's like really arrogant. Cause like, yo man, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like his fifth right hand person. Did you get any of that? Or everybody's pretty much, Hey, like we're all cool. Uh, we're all kind of jive into the same beat. Yeah. Everyone seemed to be kind of on the same page. And not only that, everyone kind of knows how to do different programs and platforms and manage different things. So it's like, you know, there is no one person that you uh, would really rely on. So, yeah. like, everyone knows what, you know, someone's not there. Cool. Next person knows what to do. Like, Intr- yeah. Yeah. And that's multidisciplined, that's, eh? Oh, yeah. They they know exactly the vision. They know exactly what to do. And and that really, really impressed me, too, on, on everything that, I mean, that he's talked about. And that's exactly how they are. So where are you at? Where are you at in 18 months? A lot of people ask the question, you know, what's your goal in it five years? Five years, man, this whole world could be weird. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. <laughs> I mean, three years, you know, time is we're moving at the speed of light, right? I, I don't yeah. Are you an iPhone or an Android guy? Uh, iPhone. So you, so I, were you just watching that launch of the iPhone X or, right now, right before we hopped on this? Um, I was actually answering some 
some comments on on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. I was wa- I was watching that event, but um, you know, I just think about technology. I, I you have to watch the live event a little bit though. Like the guy when he was he was actually introducing the Face ID. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he butchered the first demo. It was actually kind of awkward. <laughs> so I'm a day trader, so I have Apple stock. So uh-huh. I was watching okay. the stock just drop and he, the moment he messed up, the stock literally dropped, I would say probably about 3%. <laughs> oh, so <okay>. anyways, um, <laughs> but where do you see yourself in 18 months? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 18 months, uh, definitely, um, I want to be doing, you know, new things with the channel. I, I The growth right now on the channel has been really, really good. Um, I know that everyone kind of says like, well, it's not about the numbers or about subscribers. But I mean, really, if no one's watching you, that it's going to be really, really tough. You get you get into like a weird mindset, too, if if you know you don't get a lot of different viewers you're expecting of something um so for me i guess in 18 months i would definitely do more traveling more speaking parts and personally maybe even a child because i've i recently got married and so i think also part of my family i think is of course extremely important so i think maybe i even have my first child congratulations man that's great (laughs) <laughs> that's great. I just have we have a ten month year old, so I we had our first oh, child. Nice. He's his name's Dejan. That's our son. And I, I'll tell you right now, man. Once you once you have children, and then you're in business, and then oh my goodness, it's I know it's beautiful. But it's 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 just beautiful. And you know he's uh, he gives you a whole new like parents always say this, but it really is true. There's a whole different motivation behind it, right? right? Yeah, um, totally. Eighteen months. I mean, those are good goals. What do you think are some? You know, I like to ask people this, but. What are like what are the tools you need to be successful? So I look at like 30,000 subscribers, you know, 3 million views. Um, you know, YouTube is something that that's one uh toolbox I have uh, you know, I've I've really procrastinated on not because I'm not doing anything, just cuz mm-hmm. I I have I have other mediums that I feel like work so good for me, and I yeah. know YouTube is powerful, but it's just it it becomes a time management issue, right? Yeah. And uh-huh. you know, I'll throw up a video in and I'm kind of like, "Oh, should I do that and then not do that?" And yeah. it's crazy, man. Like it's so weird when it, YouTube I would have to say, "Man, maybe I've never said this before aloud, but I would have to say YouTube might be a fear for me, not in the sense of, of, of video and like, you know, putting a camera on myself. Cause I do all that all the time. Just in yeah. the sense of like a platform that maybe I haven't got, you know, entirely romantic with, I watch it and I consume it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just look at it. So like what, like people out there who are saying, you know, I did another podcast and I basically said to people, I want everybody in 2017 to close out the year just trying to expose a little bit more of themselves, whether yeah. it is audio format, whether it's popping a video, whether it's, you know, t- doing a 15 second snap, uh, sorry, Instagram video or something like that. Just uh-huh. like, don't be so fr- afraid to come out of your shell, like actually try to expose yourself. So for you, g- like if you can even go back to when you had like zero views or you threw up a video yeah. and it got like 25 views, mm-hmm. um, like how did you, was it? Because I always wonder, like, is it a balance of, oh, my God, nobody's viewing my video. I suck and my content is horrible. Or it's like, yo, dude, you got to pay that. You like you got to you got to work for it. You got to be consistent and just keep keep uploading, so to speak. Like Casey Neistat said it. Right. He's like, just keep yeah. uploading, man. But then I'm like, N- if your stuff is whack, like, don't keep uploading. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Yeah, totally. And, so, and like, for me, you, it like, was you're, yeah. you got a good handle on it. So, like, how do you help somebody out? Like, what do you say to them? 
Um, so in the very beginning, I mean, when I had like barely any views, uh, I was I was doing the same thing. Like I was starting off, I started to record myself, and I was like, you know what, this is stupid. Like I sound stupid, I look stupid. I don't even know if this is gonna work, right? And I, <laughs> and that's happened to everybody in the very beginning because you're just like, is this even good? You know what? What is this? And and so what I did was I didn't tell anybody that I was gonna do a YouTube channel. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell my family. Um, and even to this, I mean, right, what uh, I think when that article came out, there was another one that came out recently. About two weeks ago, I actually had family members that are like, I had no clue you were doing this. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I just figured that if I don't tell anybody, I do my own thing, I want to build it up, then these people will let me know, people that I don't know, will let me know if I'm good or not. And my family, you know, not all of them are the friends. They're not always going to tell you the best advice or give you the truth. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's so cute. You're doing YouTube videos. I love it. Yeah. But really deep and down, like, your videos suck. So I was like, <laughs> I can't have that. Like, I need to know if it's good or not. So I just kept on. I was being, yeah, for one, super consistent. I just put myself to one video a week. As long as I do one, let's see what happens and test that out and see if I get some type of traction or something grows. Um, and then I'll listen to the feedback if it's, you know, good feedback as far as like things I need to work on. Um, and at the same time, I'll just keep going, keep plugging away. But I really want to improve and I really want to hear it from people that don't know me and will give me the truth. Interesting. Interesting. So basically, you you are you were consistent, though, where you're like, I'm going to take this yeah. one step at a time and, yeah. and keep one plug- video a week, one video a week. And that was the goal. And then roughly mm-hmm. predict production time, how, how, like including shooting and editing, how, how, how long are you putting into them? Uh, so I think when I first kind of started, I was it was kind of tough for me because I needed to find a way to get quicker at it. So I started off with just like the iPhone yep. and I got like the iMovie app and I was like, I'm just going to do quick edits, get something out there using the app to where I'm not spending a lot, a lot of time on it. Um, it wasn't until really I started to build an audience that I was like, let me incorporate some blogging in here and try to figure out how I can be really creative um, in my space. And I love editing. I love doing that stuff. It really lets me to kind of get like a creative outlet. Mm. So I figured, you know, I can spend more time on it. I have like an audience. I know what they kind of like and what I like to do, of course, and, and build that up. And and it took some time to really do that. But in the very beginning, I was like, let me just use some my phone, a quick app do some quick edits. I'm, I'm not going to teach myself how to learn some other stuff too, you know, like Final Cut Pro and things like that yet until I can really um, get comfortable on camera and get an audience and do that. Mm. So that's probably my advice for everybody too, just starting off small. Everybody has a smartphone. Mm. Do that in the beginning and do some quick edits. You know, we have some pretty cool apps in there now that weren't there four or five years ago that would definitely get some quicker edits in there. And and do that and just be super consistent and, and have a goal, too, on um, what you like. I mean, if you don't like what you're doing and if you're making videos because you want to make money or you want to be famous, then it's not going to work for you. Um, you have to do what you love. And and in my case, it's about finding items to resell, eBay, Amazon, making money, saving money. And not everybody is into that. Mm. You know, I'm not like I'm doing pranks or beauty vlogs yeah. or anything yeah. like that. So it's kind of like a smaller niche, but I want to master that niche. And it's something that I love to do. So I know I'll never get bored. And like Gary Vee says, you're going to 
love the process. And that's exactly what I do. I, I love doing YouTube and, and all the other platforms that I'm selling on. So do you, so now that you're selling, you're up and running, do you sustain a full-time income from it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can definitely do. Um, I, I help out with my family business, like 12, 15 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and really because of course I love my family. I want to support them. But at the <laughs> same time, when I quit my, my, my job at the university, I told them, you know, uh, you can give me a pay cut, pay me way less. I just want to have something just in case, you know, anything I can kind of fall back on to keep this on the side, yep. some side money. Um, because I really wanted to get married, get a house, do all these things. So I kind of left that there for me for a little while. I was also able to pay the loans. And yep. then meanwhile, I was able to grow eBay, Amazon, um, some money from YouTube and all of that. And I can reinvest that money into what I'm already doing. Um, and of course the house and everything. So it was kind of a mixture of that, but as far as now, um, most of the money, um, a small percentage comes from that, but most of it is, is from YouTube, eBay and, and Amazon. Good for you, man. That's any is you're, so you're doing somewhere between five and 10 K a month uh, selling, reselling items on, on, on eBay and Amazon. Yeah. So eBay and Amazon, uh, reselling wise, uh, they're kind of different because yeah. fulfillment by Amazon, you can send in products and then they, um, ship it from their warehouse, eBay, um, you know, shipping items every week. And then there's merch by Amazon, which with my graphic design background, I, I, uh, create designs, upload them to uh, merch and then Amazon, um, it's pretty much like a print on demand. So they'll make my designs, they'll print it on shirts, they'll ship it to the customer and they handle all of that. And then I get a royalty. So in between that and YouTube right now, I'm, I'm between like eight to 10,000 profit a month. Yep. I'm trying to get to like that 15 to 18 profit a month. And I know that's going to take some more time effort and probably some outsourcing too on some of the smaller stuff. And then do you, so, okay. So how many items would you like walk now walk us through your day? Like, so you wake up in the morning, (laughs) assuming you're not doing your family business that day or, or however you have it set up. What yeah. time are you waking up? Because people are, I'm a visual person. So when people, some, when, when somebody <laughs> tells me a story or, I'm, you know, I love the story. I'm a marketer at heart and I love storytelling. So walk us through your day, man. Like this, this podcast is designed for you to be completely self-centered and egotistical <laughs> crazy. Okay. He's like, just okay. don't, don't hold back, but just say, yo, man, like, he, yo, describe your day. All right. So I usually get up at like 530. I go to the gym uh, first thing in the morning. Uh, When I come back from the gym, then I usually go to the family business for like, I try to do like, you know, three, four hours. And part of that is I do different designs for different people. So I'm work, I'm usually working on logos or t-shirt designs or something for different clients during that time. Now, this is is the family business, right? Yeah. That's a family business. What is your family business? Um, It's called Badge Works Plus. So they do awards, trophies, plaques. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, and then freelance. I started to do graphic design once I quit my university job. So we added graphic design to the arsenal of what they already do. And I started to do designs for different um, uh, companies locally and also around the U.S. So Yeah. So I started to do uh, more design. And I'll usually do that um, from like 8 to 12. And then once it's lunchtime – then I go to the post office. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off all of my eBay sales from the day before. Yeah. Drop that off to the post office and everything. And then once I come back here to the house, now I got to figure out. Okay, am I going to work on this week's videos or next week's videos? I try to get 
YouTube videos like two weeks in advance. You never know. You might get sick. Something happens. You know, I want to keep that consistency in there. So I'll start editing videos. Um, If if videos seem to be I'm doing kind of good. All right, cool. I can leave that for a little bit. Then I'll start working on designs for Merch by Amazon so I can get those up and running. And then if I'm somewhat good on there, maybe I can do eBay. Um, if For eBay, I'll either go out sourcing, go find stuff to resell, or I need to stay in and just straight up list, take a bunch of pictures, list all these items, which was my day yesterday. And I did that from maybe like uh, 3 to like 8 p.m. or something, you know, full pictures, listings, all of that stuff. And um, I'm pretty much working. I mean, for the rest of the – I try to just get everything – organized what are the things i need to do what are the goals i need to reach and i have all of that i'm pretty much working you know for the rest of the night um well i say working but i mean it feels awesome but even then after uh sometimes from 12 if maybe i need to go buy some groceries maybe yep. I need something around the house i have that freedom yeah and that's that's what i love most of all is just having the freedom to hey i need to get this done cool need to get a haircut cool need to wash the car I can go do that right now, and then I can go do sourcing. And and that's really what the full day, just me balancing different platforms to make sure everything is set for, like, you know, the next two weeks or and so. By sourcing, by sourcing, you mean basically going and shopping for some deals that you can then turn yeah. around and resell. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Uh-huh. Now, what yeah. do you think? Because, I mean, you're, di- you're diversified, and we'll get into that because diversification of income. I mean, that's really cool. So yeah. – I mean, I love your story because I still think at the end of the podcast, people will be like, what the hell does this guy do? <laughs> but that's what's beautiful about it, right? I mean, yeah. that's it's kind of entrepreneurship. Like, it's not a job title. It's a it's a way of living. It it, it really is a lifestyle. It's it's really it's really weird. You know, I think of I like LinkedIn a lot sometimes. LinkedIn, are, are, you don't do LinkedIn. You do a little bit. Yes, but not a little much, bit. Right? Yeah, but not much. Uh-uh. LinkedIn is uh, and I, man, I would give you the advice. I don't 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 shut that one down. I think LinkedIn. Okay. For me personally, it's interesting. Like I think LinkedIn has been used as, you know, a lot of people call it like a brag wall online resume, but LinkedIn's yeah. powerful. But this morning I woke up and I was thinking, I'm like, I'm actually in the shower and I'm just standing there and I, you know, people are always talking about entrepreneurship and success and all this. Those these these are all relative terms. I mean, success, you know, might mean something different to you than than you know than to me, and and that's okay. Totally. But success to me flat out is this. If you can truly say I can wake up and choose whatever the F I want to do with my time, mm-hmm. you got it, brother. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Because your time is the, like when you die, like your hustle hacks and your eBay and Amazon and all <laughs> these, you know, sitting pieces and your laptop and your editing and your video gear. You know, maybe you're going to request that it's thrown in the casket with you or burned with you, however you're choosing to go. But mm-hmm. it, it all is irrelevant. It's, yeah. it's interesting because the things that are so relevant to you right now are actually irrelevant, but they're actually very relevant because it, it allows you to enjoy your journey a bit better. And I think people just don't understand, like, your time is so valuable. It's yeah, just so totally. valuable. And I'll tell you this, man. And once you guys decide to have a child when i mean i'll tell you straight up november <laughs> 2nd my son was born he's coming up to two, uh, one year now two months away kind of thing mm-hmm. but when you're as a father and i and i'll speak to the fathers on this because it yes women are we're all equal we were you know women are going to work but 
you know, even walking through the whole process and journey of having a child as a new father, I felt like it was still geared more towards the females because even seeing the doctors and things like that, you know, a lot of them were like, Oh, that's so cool that you're here, Ryan. Like you've been, you've been a part of the process from day one. A lot of times the dads are out working, but I have seen my son every day as much as he wants to see me Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I can choose to see him the way I want to see him. And I'll tell you right now, man, if I had a job, I would not be able to do that. So thank God for entrepreneurship. But I'm telling you, I always say when you file your taxes and it says, how much money did you make? What was your gross? And then take the expenses. What was the profit? You got to tack on a lot more money for the flexibility of your time. Yeah, totally. You know and I, I, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of all that? Because that, you know, that you're mentioning the little things. I'm taking my car to the wash. I'm, you know, I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah. Maybe I want to, maybe I want to surprise my wife. Maybe I want to, mm-hmm. you just have that option and the flexibility, but you're also saying whatever I do now, I still got a lot of work on the back load. So if I don't do it now, it's still waiting for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's never gonna go away. And also with with the audience, they're like, dude, what happened to this guy? Like, he's not even uploading any videos. Yeah, uh, and so that happens. You know what I mean? But I think what's what's really important, what you kind of touched on too, is just that you know, like with your son, like he could listen to this podcast, he can see the success that you've made through different outlets. Um, you know, we don't know, of course, how YouTube, Instagram, podcasts, how they're gonna be viewed later on. But we have this on record, and that's something that your son can see, and eventually my child can see or hear, and just and you know like, hey, my dad did did this and did that, and and I, I felt really really stuck when I was in the office job that I really I really wasn't leaving and I guess anything behind, like it was just kind of like, well, I worked, I made money, and that's that's it. And not only that, I didn't have any flexibility. Like I can only get off whenever someone lets me get off of work or ask for vacation time or do something. And it just didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I could do this forever. You know, it it was just like, I don't know. It was just a weird feeling. And, and, um, that's what I like though. It's just kind of like leaving that behind for, you know, your kids and your kids, kids, and they can see everything that you've done and, and the work that you've put into it. You know what? It's interesting too. It's funny because I we hop on these podcasts and it's funny. I got you know my podcast is uh, about a year old. You know, to mm-hmm. my I haven't been as consistent as I should should be. But if you if you kind of know the background on me, my story, like it makes sense because I I'm consistent with all these other things. But my podcast was even when I announced it to my audience, you know, in my blog and things like that. You know, I said to people, I said my podcast is going to be completely like unedited, completely just real talk. And a lot of people say this and, you know, I've even had tons of sponsors come at me and say, Hey Ryan, I'd love to sponsor your show. I primarily, my business and my clients is in automotive and automotive Uh is big, big business, you know, Ford, Toyota, all these companies. But you know, the podcast for me, you're, you're right. It it literally was, it's so funny because at first you remember when email marketing was big, that that, that stuff blows now. I mean, less than 2% open rate garbage, right? (laughs) If it even gets to your inbox, but Mm -hmm. you know, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a newsletter going. And then I'm like, I can't do this newsletter crap. Like who wants to, who wants to read a damn newsletter? People don't even want to read anymore. Their attention spans are so low. You know, and then, so I'm going down the list and I'm like, you know what? This podcast. And one of my podcast inspirations for sure is Joe Rogan because Joe oh, yeah, Rogan definitely. was doing podcasts when the shit was not popular. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, and, and now you're hearing Gary V preach it, you know, audio, Alexa, all these things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's right because, and I'm telling you this. So this is my question to you, and this is going to be such a fucking good question. Sorry, <laughs> iTunes and Google Play, but okay, I'm going to tell you this why. You okay. do YouTube. Yeah. Now you have, you're getting great success with YouTube. In no way am I going to say right now that video and YouTube, like, I'm not going to even say podcast is as big. I'm, I, I believe in podcasts because there's a lot of numbers. I mean, lots of people listen to podcasts, but it's not YouTube and video mm-hmm. yet. Now, yeah. let's say you wake up tomorrow morning and every, the world says, you know what, Glenn, I just, I'm driving to work and I don't have Wi-Fi at the gym and I can't view your videos as much because it's taking up data and I have to visually view the video. Yeah. Now, the number one thing, and I'm, you're a podcaster too, so I know you're already hitting the stone, but yeah. you know this. Like audio, you can download it. You can listen to this. People can listen to us in the most weirdest like positions <laughs> ever. They don't even need the internet. They can download it and it's on their phone and it's good to go. Now, for you, where do you see podcasting? So just completely taking in media's audio as opposed to visual okay and for me forever video is always king like i'm a visual person i love to see and i love to hear but think about the like just think about your your messaging if you had to say do you want your audience to see you or do you want them to hear you really think about this it's actually a really great question yeah like if you had to pick one where would you go uh, for sure, I would definitely go video, and in my case, because of well, actually, in in my business and what I do, as far as like going out sourcing all that, it kind of has like this entertainment part of it that I feel like you kind of have to visually see what I'm doing, where I'm at, and where I'm going. But as far as the podcasts go, so currently, I mean, like you said, I already, I mean, I'm doing a podcast, but it is with a partner. We're only talking about one specific niche, um, but I've already kind of got a game plan on getting my own podcast doing my own thing yeah and i i totally agree with you though because podcasts especially even when i'm here like i'm listing stuff on ebay listing stuff on on amazon i i just like listening to podcasts more than music because i want to get in as much information anything to help me grow as possible personally i would go video because that's what really a lot i've been doing yeah but i i mean podcast it's it's definitely even even right now that it's popular it's still very early in the game and i think a lot of people get stuck with that with like well there's so many youtubers out there i'm never going to get seen there's so many podcasts no one's ever going to hear me they go in with this like negative mindset you know what it, no, just it's focusing. not even that it's not even that glenn it's the it's listen as human beings we're binarily flawed man we're yeah, we're yeah. messed up people like but you know <laughs> it's true right i mean i go back to gary because what he says is very practical but he's right when people start complaining that they got to wake up and they got to live life the chances of you being born are like so dramatic you know what i mean like like you should be thankful for living but mm-hmm. one thing you just it's interesting and i'm i'm, I'm taking you somewhere that's gonna i want i want to give people a good perspective on you because i I've watched a lot of your videos and I've listened to a lot of your stuff and I'm like, I got to get something else from Glenn. Okay. <laughs> this thing to your own thesis, you said, I'll do video, but even when I'm sourcing my own stuff, I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah. So me directly coming at you saying, well, Glenn, how can you be a better Glenn? I would tell you, dude, take that one statement, get off of this podcast when you do 
and like write it down because you just double thesis yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You said when <laughs> I'm sourcing, I'm listening to podcasts because I want to get better. But in the beginning of the interview, you said, yo, man, I want to go and speak to people, to college students, because I want to get my point across. You yeah. see, like, and, and I don't have a point to this, but my, I guess what I'm saying is it's just, I don't know, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting world out there. Like, there's so much information being thrown at you that even when you're trying to, like, dissect and, and, and push it out yourself, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just always like, we can do one step better. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's, and that's the way I felt with this. Like, the, oh man, it, it's it, it's like oh, when I started doing the YouTube videos and I was doing eBay, but I was like, you know what? I know that I can get a podcast in here. We started doing a weekly podcast. Oh, uh, you know what? I know that I can do this merch thing. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna throw this in there. It's almost like I kind of like not necessarily mastered one, but I felt comfortable enough. Okay, cool. And once I feel kind of comfortable, I know I need to add something new to my plate. Like I feel like comfortable isn't anything good. I need to feel uncomfortable. I need to make sure that things are happening so that I know that I'm growing, I'm doing things that I like. And that's kind of like one thing though, like, of course I love Gary, but I don't agree with every single thing that he says, Mm. because I know that people say you need to go all in on one thing. And to an extent, I mean, it just depends on what you're doing. I mean, if you're going in on one thing, are you doing the necessary steps to grow that one thing? I mean, businesses change all the time and you need to know what you're doing and not everything's just going to stay the same if you go all in on one thing. And a lot of people think maybe, oh, it's it's cool now. It's always going to be like that. And that's not necessarily true. So in my case, especially like trying to be creative and do things, you know, having that design background, I I just like to do video and editing and and, and designing different shirts and logos Mm -hmm. and stuff. And for me, it's like, okay, cool. I felt comfortable with this. I like it. I like doing it. I know how to you know, keep it maintained. I think it's cool. I can fall back on it if I ever really need to. Like another one just fails completely or goes out or, you know, we're also like at YouTube's mercy. You know what I mean? Like but dude, the same thing with iTunes. But look, you know, at, they and can, look at the monetization on YouTube, man. They, they, yeah. they keep trying to pay less. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, yeah, they try to pay less and less. Didn't they just release another monetization type format? that? Because uh, I heard a lot of people were kind of complaining about that. That's a whole other show anyway. But Yeah, I think <laughs> it was only like two months, two or three months ago. And it's funny because there's other people that I've watched and even some people that I know. And they're like, honestly, man, like if, if this pay cut goes and I can't make money, I'm not going to do YouTube anymore. And I was like, wow. So it really was about the money. Like you didn't care to help people. You didn't care to grow a brand. You didn't care to get your name out there. You just wanted to make money off of ads. Well, the ads aren't going to be there forever. And people are like, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. Back into the all in going all in. I think people get misconstrued on that. People that go all into one thing. If you put all your chips in a basket, you're stupid. I'm sorry. (laughs) Straight fuck up. You're stupid. And I'll tell you why. When somebody says go all in. Like, if I tell you to go jump off the bridge right now, don't go jump off the bridge because, like, we got to be practical here. But what I mean is when people say go all in, my interpretation of it is this. Go all into yourself. So maybe Glenn wakes up today and he's like the he's crazy at reselling eBay, Amazon, and you're doing all these things. But maybe somewhere in that little sourcing while you were actually listening to the podcast that you double thesis you say, mm-hmm. I'm actually going, like, I've, I just heard something that was said, and you're going to go to the left. Like, 
going all in is about self self growth. It's a, you know the the path is always going to be changing, and for you to like let's say that you know what you're doing right now kind of plateaus or something happens, you know you as a good business person you need to learn how to pivot because you mm-hmm, know that exactly. if something's not working, I mean you're not going to keep doing that. Like either <laughs> you make a change or you pivot. Yeah, but you can't totally. be stuck. You can't be stuck on stupid in in terms of like the the you know we're we're we like the wheels are spinning right. I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm on the treadmill eating a cheeseburger. I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm on the treadmill eating a cheeseburger. Right, <laughs> like like it's just a, a level of 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 common sense to that. Right. Let me ask yeah. you one question. Okay. What matters more, being liked or being respected? Uh, definitely being respected. Oh, uh, you respect me and my work oh. and that's totally important to me. As far as liked, I really don't care. I guess people like or don't like, and that's what comes with like YouTube. Cause I didn't even, once I start getting some of these troll comments and other random stuff in there, I was like, cool, blow it off. Like, I don't even feel like they're even worth responding to and feeding, you know, these people that are going to send you stuff. And, and people, that's, I think also that's another fear for people like, what are they going to say about me? Are they going to like me or not like me? What are they going to tell me? What if they tell me something completely rude that I'm ugly or fat or whatever? I'm, and to me, I'm that just like completely bounces off of me, and I just don't have that. Uh, I guess I just don't really really care in that sense to really like. Oh yeah, cool. You know, any of that to, to respond and feed those people. And talking about pivoting too, that's what happened with like public speaking. I had never done public speaking. I've never done, even like in high school, I've never done any plays or, or like, I don't know, some type of anything to get on the mic. I was completely different than that. Mm. YouTube kind of broke me out of that. Mm. And, and talking to the camera felt like I was talking to people. And yeah, it felt stupid. But I got, I don't know, I got like more self-confidence in it too. Mm. On, and it really, really helped me kind of break out of that shell and so doing public speaking, I mean, I've only done like two or three gigs so far. I'm really, really just starting out. Mm. But I didn't really feel like that nervousness that I would have when I was way younger and caring, I guess, what people are they going to laugh at me? You know, what what am I doing? Things like that. I didn't have that care anymore. And so when I went up, I felt super comfortable. And and even like my own family is was talking to my parents are like, I never would have thought that you would have gone up to speak to people and different, mm. you know, smaller crowds and the crowd kind of grows and, and, and just talking to people, relating to people, because I was never like that in high school or even grade school. None of that. It makes me happy <laughs> to know there's people like you in the world. It really does. <laughs> I think I think I think, you know, and, it, you know, it makes me further happy that you're actually, you know, you're not just I always say, like, to live a life that you that's not shared is just such a pointless life. Like, yeah, it's like somebody that, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing, like, I, I think I'm an old soul in the sense, like, have you ever been over to Europe? No, uh-uh. been to Europe, man. I mean, oh, if I could, oh, that's one thing, man. You you spent $10,000. You went to New York to meet Gary. You need mm-hmm. to now take another $10,000. Take your wife. Go to Europe. I, I promise you guys will, you guys will definitely have a child in Europe. It is sexy, it is romantic, <laughs> but take another 10000 travel because man, I think if you're in business, like you got to go to Europe, you got to get on a different continent. The reason I say this is, you know, I can't speak for us, even though I, you know, I I live there for a little bit playing ball, Mm -hmm. but you know, we are still North America. So I feel that we consume a lot. We want like, it's all this material crap, consuming, 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 consuming. There's so many damn people in Europe that they don't have the space to consume. 
So mm-hmm. when you go to their pads or you go to their condos, you know, it's smaller. Everything is very like what they have is what they need. What they have is of good quality. And I think that, you know, it just changes that. And I know minimalism is kind of like a, a like a like a big word now. But truly, it's just having what you need, you know, yeah. um, which segues into my next question. Digital marketing. You know, you're on the Internet. You're doing all these things. Um, the new wave of the entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are rock stars. Uh, all this <laughs> stuff right now. Mm-hmm. You dress. I want to talk about dress code. So, if you look at Gary, if you look at if you look at uh, Casey Knight, if you look at anybody now, you know, even people that are you know making millions and billions. I mean, they're the suit and tie thing is, you know, in some ways gone. So, yeah, what like what you talk about branding? The what you wear is a direct reflection of who you are in terms of branding. Whether you agree or not, that's the truth mm-hmm. because other people's perceptions of you are their reality. Point blank. So uh-huh. what is the deal with people wearing T-shirts, jeans? Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing. Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day. Is this a fashion statement for people who are <laughs> smart and doing the Internet thing? Or are we actually being unique and casual? Or is this something that we're trying to do? Me- meaning, is, are we actually being authentic? Is the hipster really a hipster? Or are they trying <laughs> to be a hipster? <laughs> well, that's a good question. And for me, I felt like, when I worked at the university, we had strict dress code, slacks, tie, you know, all of that stuff. And I, I would tell people this all the time, like it felt good. I felt important and I was doing stuff. But in reality, like I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I put on the part as far as wearing this stuff because that's what they want us to wear. And yeah, it felt good. And people, you do you go to different places different restaurants or we'd even go to lunch, different clients and stuff. They're like, Oh, where do you work? What do you do? <laughs> and it's totally different. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can get used to this. But in deep down, I was like, man, I'm not doing crap with, with, <laughs> with my life and what I'm doing. And I don't even have money and, you know, and I'm buying this stuff and wearing all this cool stuff because that's what I needed to do. It's and adding then, into that debt too. It's adding into that debt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and buying, you know, these like vests and suits and stuff. And then when I was done, I was like, I get to be me. I get to be comfortable and wear whatever the hell I want to wear. And and that's part of like, you know, who I am, what I want to do. And I was like, if I want to just wear a T-shirt today, cool. I'm just going to do that. And so that's what kind of just kept it on. And I've never really changed after that. And even in my videos, I don't think I'm I'm wearing any of that stuff that that I kind of used to wear. <laughs> so is that just is that? Yeah. I mean, I wonder that, you know, I, I like I. I, you know, I, Gary in his one of his videos, somebody had asked him that too. Like, how come you dress so casual? And then we noticed that your environment, because they're pretty casual there, right? Like, oh, runners yeah, and just chilling. So, and I think he said something to the tune of, I don't really judge somebody by what they wear. It's, it's how they can execute. Like, basically, it's, you know, what's your skill set at? But yeah. a lot of people, I mean, as human beings, we're trained to, to judge you before we even know much about <laughs> you, right? I know. Mm-hmm. So do you ever feel like for your brand, that's a hindrance or that's actually a really good thing? I think it's a really good thing because they, even the person, you know, people that I've met in person, uh, they've, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm wearing the same clothes or whatever. And they're just kind of like, oh, cool. He's, He's he's a very relatable person. I can definitely do this too if I wanted to build a brand, build a channel, do a podcast, uh, sell online. He's very relatable. I trust him. Authentic person. And even some of these people that I've met, they're like, 
you know, I've met some of like the rudest people from YouTube. They have a huge head. They think they're all that. Yeah. They, you know, they want to talk all this stuff and all the things they've done. And then, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. You never hear from them again. They're not relatable. I even like to, you know, send, hey, how's so-and-so doing? Like, remember when we talked about, uh, you know, in Phoenix or in Dallas, you said you were going to do this. Are you doing it? You know, ca- catching up with people and seeing what, you know, what they're doing now. And they could trust in me and talk to me. And I think that kind of goes a long way and not just, you know, show um, being some type of like showboat or anything like that, that um, I, I kind of felt like that at the university and I was completely not. <laughs> for, for, some, for a lot of my listeners, you know, the, again, they're in the automotive sector. The automotive sector is interesting right now because, you know, people are, you know, you have the manufacturer, they build the car, then the car goes mm-hmm. to the dealership, you know, sold to the consumer like you, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have the salespeople, car dealerships, and I'm pretty sure in the U.S. it's the same thing. They're not like if you ask the average person on the street what their view is of a car dealership, it's not the best. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people who are in the industry now, especially the salespeople, are trying to take you know kind of a little bit more onus and and really cultivating their own personal brand. So you have people that utilize YouTube for car walk around videos or you mm-hmm. know demonstrations or just like you know customer testimonials, basic basic things but trying to put themselves, you know, and say instead of like the dealership it's Ryan at the dealership. How yeah. does some of the like if we look at this transferability of the skills that you've learned in, you know, doing the eBay, doing the Amazon um, you know, cultivating an audience on, um, you know, YouTube in terms of ethos, how do you think you could take those skills? And I guess I'm asking you based on you kind of almost giving advice to people who are listening, basically Mm -hmm. just saying, regardless of you working in an institution or like you said, working at the university, wearing a suit and tie, what can like, do you think, first of all, do you think it's important that they start to invest in their personal brand? And then number two is if they choose to do that, how how can they and how do you think that benefits them in the long game? Uh, that's oh man, that's those are some solid questions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in this case, yeah, in this case, if you're in college or if you're a car salesman, anything like that, I would definitely build up a personal brand. And you always will have that personal brand, whether something goes out of business or not. I mean, if you have your own website, you're doing your own thing. There's people that will go and buy something from you because they trust in you and they're part of your following and they want to go wherever you go. So in this case, I think, for example, like if I was a car salesman, I would give straight up honest reviews. If some cars suck for a certain reason, I'm going to tell you why they suck. Now, I'm not going to go off and tell you every single reason why I feel this car is the best. This car is the best. This car is the best. It's like, I get it. You know, you want to sell me a car, but go down to like the nitty gritty on why I should get this car. Why is this car good or not? Why, um, you know, what are the huge differences? If you're doing car, you know, reviews or test drive reviews, things like that, I think can really help people because if they're online, they're searching for that car. Oh, oh, you know what? I really trust this dude. He said that, you know, it doesn't get good mileage because of this and this and this reasons why. And I really trust his word on it. But this car, though, is really, really popular and it does really good on this and this and this. And you go on. People love honesty. You're being authentic and you're just giving them the truth on how you feel about these certain products. And I think that definitely go a long way and, and doing honest reviews on certain things. And I've, I've even talked to a guy at a conference that he does, you know, uh, reviews on computers and tablets, 
smartphones and things and and people have have told them like i want to give you know i'll give you this tablet to review but it has to be a great review and he's like well i can't i can't guarantee that you know i'm going to do an honest review and if your tablet sucks i'm going to let everybody know that it does suck so people uh, and some people are like all right well i kind of do like that honesty part i'm going to give it to you i have confidence in my own product and sure enough they'll give it to him he does a review tons of views and and more and more people are sending him more items to do an honest review and he's told other clients too hey this is like a subpar tablet this is what i would work on yeah and then they kind of follow suit like oh that is true you know designers do need this people that work in this certain sector do need this too that's great valuable information for me and my product so that's personally how i would do it you know what? It's interesting because you just you just basically describe like you could go and basically take it into any industry and transfer it just because, mm-hmm. you know, I think it speaks to how important the Internet is. And you're right. Once that's why I do like the branding. I, li- I like the personal brand. And, you know, it's like even, you know, I look at, hey, you know, I, I have I have Glenn Zubia mm-hmm. and that is the brand, you know, and you might own a few brands, which is Hustler Hacks and whatnot. But. I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Do you do much influencer marketing? Like, are you working with any brands? Do they reach out to you at all? Um, I've had some brands contact me on, it's kind of funny, uh, on like different watches and stuff. Oh. I'm not, I don't even wear watch. I'm not really even like a watch guy, but I have, I had two different like main influencer type of companies. They have a really good following too. Um, hey, we have this watch. You can pick out the watch of your choosing, yeah. you know, they're 500 plus 600 plus dollars. Okay, cool. And then in return, you know, kind of like going back and forth. Then yeah. I mentioned them on my YouTube channel. Yeah you know, and, and of course on Instagram and I do the same thing that kind of what I've learned from Gary is just being true to myself. And I'm like, well, 500 bucks. I mean, to tell you the truth, it's not like a whole lot of money compared to what I could do with my brand wise. And I really don't want to shove, you know, this fake, uh, commercial to my, (laughs) (laughs) to my, to my subscribers. And if there's something that I really true believe in products that I use, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it because I know that it's something that I believe in and I can also help my, you know, subscribers. But if it's something that it's totally out there, doesn't really have anything to, anything to do with my channel, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to accept it or, or trade anything like that. It has to be something that could really be valuable and really fall into what I'm doing. That's awesome, man. Um, platforming, you know, in, in the, in the, in the marketing world, we call it platforming, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, three phases, three stages of platforming, right? Traction, maintaining expansion. Which one do you think is the hardest? Oh man. Traction, maintaining say, expansion. I would probably say traction. Okay. Um, I think that when you, I, oh man, people, people really <laughs> believe in the overnight success and, yeah. and everything's so easy to do and, and building subscribers or followers and everything. And then once they're actually out there, you're like, oh crap, this is tough. And I know people that buy followers, buy subscribers. I'm like, come on, man. You know, you're not, you're not, <laughs> you can tell with someone having, um, uh, their um their comments their likes their views you know you're not you're not hiding anything from the people that can really tell between a real and fake follower or subscriber 100%. i think just getting yeah getting off that fir- those first steps and gaining traction i think is a lot harder in the beginning 
what, and what steps do you take other than like I, I know you have comments on your on your videos and stuff. What what like what steps do you take? Let me give you a scenario here. Maybe I can okay. maybe I can give you I think I can give you some of value right now to be honest. Okay, cool. Let's say you took let's say you took five of your comments on your videos. Let's say you take I don't know, let's say six and make it even number. You take okay. three of your shittiest comments that you mm-hmm. know, but they're not like spammers, like they're actual people just saying whatever, haters, whatever you want to call it. Then you take three comments that are good, you go and look up those six people and you look <laughs> them up in Instagram, Snapchat. And you follow them and you send them a message either way and you say, thanks so much for viewing my video. Regardless of your comment, you know, I just think I just can't thank you enough. Do you do you do steps like that to take the YouTube experience that much more? Like, for instance, I have like like for my following, because I do a lot of like I go on TV and stuff like that. And I have a, I have a good brand. So I get uh-huh. a lot of people that will reach out and I get lots of messages and stuff like that. And I have to filter out because some of them I can tell, like, you know, people always messaging, like asking for something or oh, not, yeah. not, not ever saying, like, not really ever giving you value. Like, hey, Ryan, I really like to do this. And like, I'm like, OK, cool, man. But like, <laughs> I mean, my time is valuable, too. So, like, how can we you know what I mean? So uh-huh. but at the same token, it's like, you know, I will go to my way. And I, I will always deploy this. I will always deploy humility in everything for the time, whether I'm zero or I'm a zillionaire. I don't care. I'll always deploy humility. So I will go on my Instagram and I'll take mm-hmm. my followers and I'll just do this like maybe once, twice a week. And I will just go. I will literally like, you know, when you, you kind of scroll up on your phone and you go to followers, just I'll just mm-hmm. scroll it like almost like a wheel. I'll put my finger on a random follower. And if they're in my city, I'll ask them to go for lunch. Oh, okay. And it's been, so I call it lunch with Ryan. And I've went for lunch with everybody from like police officers to, you know, like we had a one, uh, like a local celebrity to like just crazy. And then what for the other people, I'll just simply like click on their profile, right? And Mm -hmm. go through their pictures, try to get a sense of who they are and send them something like genuinely honest. And like, do you, and I guess my pet peeve on this is, I'll send a lot of people messages, especially people that are like going on about building a following and it's hard and this and that. And I'll message them and some people don't even message me back. So I'm like, <laughs> what the? So they're like, Ryan, how can we get to where you are? And I'll message the same damn person that said that to me and then they won't message me back. <laughs> like they don't want to put in the work. So no, I'm just like, nope. what the hell? But do you do anything that you feel can emphasize your relationship with your audience that much like, do you do anything like that? Oh, yeah. I, uh, today I had like a follower and, and she's been following me for quite a while now. And she even started her own channel. And she was like, Glenn, I think I found this cool thing, you know, that she's been kind of working on and sourcing and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I checked out her channel, left a comment, everything. And, you know, and and, and I really want to see what, what my subscribers are doing. That's totally different from the people that are like, hey, Glenn, give me free shoes. Hey, Glenn, I just uploaded a video. Go watch it now. I'm like, who are you? Who are you to tell me what to do? You're like, OK, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll go. I know. That. Oh, yeah. Let me go do that and do everything. But as far as the people that that follow me, they've seen different uh, videos and steps and 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 growth that I've taken. Mm. I definitely want to see what they're doing, how mm. I can kind of help them, too. And I've had a guy that, you know, I had a, a local meetup oh. and I had a guy that, that he was like. Uh, I'm not really selling a whole lot right now. I don't know if I can, you know, 
I'm kind of shy. I don't think I can do a lot of, you know, I guess give a lot of value back. Uh, I don't know if I really want to meet up. I mean, it, it's just, it's just, I don't, I'm not really that type of person. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. told him, you know what? Cool. When I get back um, from the other trip I was doing, when I get back, let's go to lunch. Just me and you. Oh, that's awesome. You know, man. You know what I mean? Ask whatever questions you want. Anything that I can do to help you. Um, but I totally get it. Like if you're not that type of person that wants to talk with other people and, mm. and maybe that's just not you. Cool, but you you follow my channel, you subscribe, you watch my videos, and this guy leaves a comment almost like on every video, and it's really you know good comments too that yeah. that I can definitely use. And I was like, well, let's go to lunch, just me and you. So I need to now that I got back, I need to definitely reach out to him so we can go. Um, and I, I think doing those little things definitely goes a long way. Tell him to listen to the podcast. This will be a one one hour and twenty minutes and forty six seconds. <laughs> you can be oh, like, yeah. dude, I gave you a shout out on the podcast. What's his name, man? Give him a shout out. What's his name? What's his what's Gabe. His handle? Gabriel Vias is his name. So spell, that's, spell that's a out. shout out for uh, Gabe uh, G A B E and then Vias V A L L E S okay, is his gonna, name. And so, is he on Instagram? Do you know? Um, I I don't think he's on Instagram. I think he's just on YouTube, YouTube and he has. Eh? Yeah, he has a couple of videos too, and I would I would I left comments on his videos, oh, and that's cool. he's barely starting out, and he's like, "Glenn, that means a lot that you <laughs> you left a comment," and I'm like, "You you, you follow me, like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, of course man. I care about." That's cool. That's cool. No, no, that's cool. Um, okay, oh, we're gonna wrap this up in a, uh, pretty quick here, but Gary V said one quote. It, it kind of stuck out on me. I want to see if you. Because we're, we're talking about you meeting Gary, Gary V. So I'm like, you know, I got to tie this in. He said, okay. I don't have all successes. I just don't respect my losses. Okay. So somebody basically said to him, like, how come, like, how do you, how do you deal with rejection? That's like a number one question he gets asked all the time. How do you, <laughs> how do you deal with rejection? How do you deal with rejection? Right. And he's like, I, you know, I, not, not all, not all of my like endeavors are success. I just don't respect my losses. Yeah. And I'm just like, interesting. Like, if we dissect that, like, do you agree with that statement or like in terms of yourself or, you know, like what's your interpretation of that? I, I actually do agree with it because there's a lot of things that, that happen. I think, I guess, I guess like business wise that I actually haven't really talked about on the channel, but I actually started a like t-shirt company oh. uh, with me, my brother and my friend, a uh, longtime friend. Mm. And we went to the bank. We got a thousand dollars, and that was like our initial loan. And we're like, "How can we kind of like?" This is like a weird moment too, to where not everybody was doing YouTube. Instagram wasn't even around. Mm. It was kind of like a weird time. But I knew that I wanted to do this, and I had the design background to design T-shirts, and it just totally failed. Like we didn't know. We had no clue what we were doing. Yeah, we had the thousand dollar loan, which wasn't a huge deal for me because I mean it wasn't too bad to pay back down the road. But sure. I have a bunch of T-shirts that are sitting in my parents, um, I guess, in their uh, uh, storage shed mm. that we'll probably not ever really see daylight. What kind of T-shirts and are these? What kind of T-shirts are they? So I started to like incorporate like, you know, my brother. And during the time, I was kind of like more like a wrestling fan, you know, <laughs> Ric Flair, Hulk yeah. Hogan, all these things. And, uh, you know, you can't really do a bunch of like different trademark things, of course, trademark names, all of that. Oh, no. So we did. Yeah, totally stay away from it, yeah. which we didn't have any of that. But 
you really got to see how hard it was to build a brand, period. Oh, yeah. And that's something that I don't think we were really prepared for at all. Yeah. And I had the design background, which helped. But down the road, now that I'm doing T-shirts for Amazon, definitely helped me get to that point to be way more comfortable with it. But that was like one of the failures that um, I was like, you know what? I spent a thousand bucks. It didn't work out. We have a bunch of T-shirts just mm-hmm. sitting there. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to find out what I can do and what I do, you know, what I am good at, what I love doing. And we just were not prepared for something. My brother was still in college. My friend was working full time. He didn't really have a lot of time and effort to really put into it with the things that he was kind of doing. So it just did not happen. We failed, but I learned from it. And then now it's really helping me building a brand and working on t-shirt designs, learning more about design and what I can and cannot do and and, and do that with, with trademarks and all those issues. And it really helped me. But at the same time, it's probably why I totally kind of forgot about it, too, until now when you're like, hey, what about these things I've, I've failed at? That was one that I definitely failed at. Well, and if, you're ever bored, go, good. if you're ever bored, go grab a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Design the Ryan Holt show on out. it. Send me the t-shirt. Man, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you so much love. It'll be unfathomable by the and if you don't want to use a new t-shirt go use your sourcing skills while you're listening to my podcast buy the two shirt t-shirt for two (laughs) dollars come back do the design (laughs) send it out send me a direct message i'll send you my mailing address and then uh, and then we'll go from there man oh i got some i've got have you have you had any weird fan mail a uh, weird fan mail. I have some fan mail from this podcast, and, I, and this you're going to be the 16th episode. I'm not surprised because we have really good numbers in terms of downloads and stuff. But I, as in, like, I had somebody message me, and they're like, it was kind of creepy at first because, <laughs> like, I'll get people that offer, like, I do, I get influencer stuff. So I've had like companies send me hats, and I've had them send me jewelry, and I've had free yeah. trips and stuff like that. But, um. You know, I had this one person, so then they're like, I want to mail it. So I got it sent to the P.O. box. I'm not giving you my damn house, right? <laughs> you know? And because you're going to Google Earth that crap, and you'll be looking at my front door, right? So, um, and, you know, it was interesting. And they made me a mural of okay. my nice. – It was interesting. Like, they went and made a mural of my logo and then took a statement that I actually said on my podcast and put, like, a quote around it. And I'm telling you. I I was so like it's so true. Like and I'll go to Gary again because he's right. Like it's not about how much it costs at all. It's about it's truly it's like a relationship, right? Your wife will say, "Yo, I don't care if you buy me a diamond. Treat me great. Yeah. Just treat me great." Mm-hmm. And you know, I just sat there and I'm like, somebody literally had to design this. Somebody literally had to take the time to ship it. It just is amazing, right? It's like yeah, if you send me totally. something and you resold me as an eBay seller and you put a handwritten note. You know, hey, Ryan, thanks oh, for yeah, your uh-huh, purchase. Uh-huh. Oh, man. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just the personal touches. Have yeah, I've had crazy? different people like, you know, invite me over or, hey, you want to, if you're traveling, you can spend a night here or stay <laughs> here or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And as far as like fan stuff, they've sent me, um, I sell a lot of like jerseys or shoes and things and, and they've sent me jerseys. They've sent me uh, shoes and, and different stuff that, oh. that they've gone out and sourcing and finding stuff. Oh, People have bought me lunch and oh, yeah. and yeah, things like that. I haven't got any artwork, but I'm totally down for artwork. So any oh. any subscribers out there that are, that are some artists, totally down for that. Yeah. yeah. See, now yeah. we're being takers. We're like, yo, and I'm totally down for this. You can send me that. <laughs> 
You know, and here's another one. I got a, I have my own action figure. So oh, I went, oh, to the, nice. I went to the studio. It's got like 400 DSLR cameras. You, it literally uh-huh. looks like, I'll call it like an upward, like an upright version of a tanning bed. Cause it was like this dome, but then oh, inside okay, cool. it was like 400 prefixed holes of like DSLR cameras. Yeah. And it takes like oh, every it- inch of your body. And then basically they called me and said, Hey, come pick it up. And it's like every divot and they even included an iphone in my left hand because the guys like, you're always on your phone <laughs> oh <laughs> and man it's, like, that's got, awesome and, it, and the detail on the phone it's superimposed with like my selfie so it shows my <laughs> face taking a selfie but no it's just you know it's just crazy to me like and you, and i know you get these all the time but you get you know a lot of random messages just saying hey you know thanks glenn so much for putting out mm-hmm. the content or hey this really like inspired me and i i get a lot of that and it's what it, what's amazing to me is like I, from all over the world like oh, I just yeah. I just look at this internet connection. I look at the phone, and I'm like, you have access to the world. Exactly. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna give you the last uh, 90 seconds or two minutes. Don't be shy. Anything you want to say, I'll let you plug at the end. But is there anything else you'd want to say to the listeners? Again, this is business. It's lifestyle, inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 this podcast is wrapped up all in one. A lot of people that listen, they're either in business or they're trying to do some business a lot of sport and just anything you feel like like put your stamp on on episode 16 man and and you know do say something that's gonna make you remarkable man uh for sure i would definitely say you have to do what you love you have to search and find that whatever that niche is and you know my instagram doesn't have uh booty pics or nothing like that because that's not my niche but i'm focusing on my niche and i understand that it's going to take way longer to grow doing that rather than pranks and some other you know popular trending things go with what you know do what you love and i i guarantee you you can make money from it and you can help others in the process not everybody knows every single thing you have a talent you know what that is and you need to follow that whether it is through podcast, through YouTube, or any other platforms out there, now is the perfect time using the internet. All of the resources are right there. You will find that freedom. You'll find what you love. And everything after that will definitely fall into place. And I'm going to add on, it takes work, though. That's the huge disclaimer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of copious amounts of crazy work. And sorry about that. It takes work. <laughs> no, it's cool. And then, Glenn, how can everybody uh, reach out to you on social media and your YouTube channel and everything? Oh, so YouTube, uh, you can look up Hustler Hacks. You can email me, hustlerhacks, the number one, at gmail.com. You can go to my website, hustlerhacks.com, and I have different articles, videos. Um, you can also reach me through there and some of my uh, design work, too. And some people um, have different logos and stuff I've worked on for them. So all of that is there. You can contact me in either either or all. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I just want to say thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. I think it was there's a lot to talk about. Um, I think I'm, I, if you're down for it in the future, I'd love to have you back on. Cause I think we, oh, yeah. you gave me, we, 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 there's so many things to talk about, but I feel that we had a good conversation. There's a lot of value given, uh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I, I owe a shout out to one special person, Adrian Leong. Uh, you are like a diehard listener. Um, and I, I love you, man. And I promise I would give you a shout out on this podcast. Um, everyone, thank you for listening to episode 16. My dude, Glenn Zubia Jr. killed it on the podcast. Um, please go on to iTunes, Stitcher, 
Google Play, SoundCloud, review it. I, I thank you for all the copious amounts of love. Uh, everything we talked about will be in the show notes, and I hope you can listen. Thank you so much, and uh, peace and love, everybody. Glenn, thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show.